Ten Morning Show here. Brent Gunning, Sam McKee, alongside me, for sure. Definitely alongside me here. Might be hearing him trundle into the studio as we speak. He's so graceful. Grace of an elephant, pal. Yeah, it's a great song. Uh, Fast Car, Tracy Chapman. They always remind us. Podcast doesn't get that. Oh, crap. That's okay. Hey, a little color. Just providing a little update for everybody. Uh, Again, a little later on in the hour, going to give you winners and losers from the weekend. A lot of golf featured there. Uh, And you like to read the negative ones. I like to read the positive one. It's like an extra hour golf show from Rob in Stouffville. So he's happy. Unlike that other guy whose name I've already forgotten. sour that we're talking too much golf. A lot of people upset. Uh, Yeah, guys, we're going to talk Chase, okay? Jeff Blair coming on. He's going to give us chase. But they're not in the, he's not in the car right this minute, though. It's okay. It's okay. Some, something tells me if you are in need of a Blue Jays opinion, you'll be able to get one today, even from us does, uh, later on. Does Stanley have a Blue Jays opinion? I don't know. Nah, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I'm as good a thing to ask him as any. Always love throwing him a curveball. Uh, he always gets a touch skittery when I ask about wine on the radio. So let's see what <laughs> happens when I ask him about the Blue Jays. Welcome in, Adam Stanley. Stanimal, how's it going, bud? <laughs> Uh, apparently Nick Taylor is going to be throwing out the first pitch at the Jays game on July 31st. That is uh, what I've heard. So that's, that's my best Blue Jays take for that's right a, now. That's a Stanley Jays crossover. That's if I've so, that is so good. That is Stanley X Jays right there. Uh, very, very much what we, what we like to see. Uh, so uh, you're, Exciting weekend in the uh, in the world of golf. Uh, we had uh, the Barbasol, which I'm not going to talk to you about, but we did have the Genesis uh, Scottish Open across the pond. Great tune-up. I just want to start talking to you about the kind of place that this tournament holds now. You know, it's been a few years that it's been co-sanctioned by the PGA Tour and the DP World Tour. And, you know, I was thinking that this is kind of how I would like the game of golf to continue to grow. I love the idea that a national open has this importance in the game. And I know part of it is because it's a great tune-up for the open championship, the guys are all over there, but you know, I think about how awesome it is when we get a great field at the RBC Canadian open guys will go down and play the Australia masters from time to time. And this week in particular, gives me a little window into just what a great version of a global game of golf looks like. Yeah. A hundred percent. I think like for all the conversation about what the lay of the land is going to look like on men's professional golf moving forward, like if you zoom out and you realize that the best players in the world are going to play against each other more often and and potentially on this kind of global, this global scale where you do have, you know, guys like Rory, you know, trying to win national opens all around the world. Like it's, it's a good thing. And I think that the Scottish open has kind of found its place uh, as, as a unique tune up for the open championship. I think, you know, a lot of people don't, don't really love this golf course, but it is clearly kind of, it's a linksy linksy style golf course. Uh, it, it works for uh, it, for the setup. It's linksy enough that, that the guys kind of get the professional tune up that they need for the open. Uh, and then obviously after, after a couple of years of kind of stinkers at this event, we, we got kind of an all timer. I mean, uh, big shot, Bob, uh, Rob McIntyre uh, with the chance to win the Scottish open uh, as a Scott kind of on home soil soil and, and pull off the Nick Taylor win uh, was kind of spoiled by Rory. And I, I tweeted this yesterday, yesterday, but maybe that's all Rory needed to do was, was become the villain finally in order to uh, in order to win and get the putts to fall for him. So yeah, all, all, all that being said, um, you know, an excellent tune-up for the Open, uh, the National Opens, whatever they may be and wherever they may be may be contested, always kind of hold a, a, a more special place 
in the hearts of of the best in the world. And um, yeah, I, I obviously, what more can you say about yesterday's finish? It was spectacular. Yeah, kudos to Big Shot Bob. He went out there and put up a number that Rory had to go chase, and it was sputtery for him. You know, he had his his stops and starts. I I couldn't believe I was, but I was up early watching him at four thirty when he when he was off, and you know, it wasn't the uh, blistering pace he'd got off to elsewhere in the tournament. But you know, we've all seen the shot that now that kind of low iron that he slings in there, hits to ten feet, makes the putt, and you know, Rory is such an emotional athlete. He's such an emotional golfer, and sometimes that can get the best of him, but sometimes. It can also spurn you on, uh, you know, McKee asked me this heading into the weekend. Mm. Did you want Rory to win? And I said, well, with two rounds of golf left, no, I think I'd just like him to have a solid weekend, but how can I not feel better about his chances <laughs> after watching everything uh, on, on Sunday? Cause it's hard to win two weeks in a row. Oh, I know I, I, <laughs> if I'm a Rory fan, I wish he had lost that. It's like, it's winning, think, it's, it's winning the Valero before the masters or winning the par three contest. You can't win the tourney before the tourney to win. It's tough. It is. It's it's super tough. And I think the unique thing, too, for how Rory ended up winning is that the putts that hadn't fallen at basically all of the majors over the last, you know, half decade or so, you know, the putts that shouldn't have gone in finally kind of went in for him. And he kind of shrugged his shoulders or he, or he looked up at the sky and, and thought, oh, wow, well, this is what this is like. So, yeah, it's like, dude, save a few for next. Like, you you can still do this next week, too, maybe. But I think, like, I don't know where I read, and, and I might be wrong, but I'm pretty sure that um, Phil was the last guy to win kind of the Scottish and then the Open double. Um, but Rory, I think, won the week before that he uh, won his Open at Hoylake as well. There's some kind of, like, only in golf kind of magical analysis of, like, winning and then winning again at the Open that's well, kind of gone on Ad- over the last couple of days. So. Adam, I, I saw a great story from a, a journalist by the name of you by the name of on Adam the PGA Stanley? Championship website that Rory was the last guy to win before a major, uh, doing so in 2014, winning before. Stanley's like, I read somewhere. Yeah. It was my own work. Yeah. It, uh, buddy, I, I got to plug you. It was good. I, uh, it's amazing how often it comes back to him in the game, though, right? Like, we, yeah. the twisted turns, everything is taken. And I was sitting here hoping it was going to be some Tiger stat or whatever. And no, of course, it's just, it's Rory uh, to make the narrative. Narratives even more fun <laughs> heading into this week. Yeah, and I think that that's kind of the that's the unique thing about sort of the British Open as a whole is, is because now that it's the last men's major of the year and it's such a unique major to begin with. I mean, it's links golf, you know, gunning. It, it's coffee golf. It's you know, there's half the field is guys that we've never heard of. And that makes for an obviously very unique kind of Thursday, Friday situation that unfolds. Um, but then you've got basically all of the best players in the world have a larger body of work on their year that was coming into this major. So you can kind of pick and choose who, who's going to be in the mix and, and who isn't. Like take Scotty Scheffler, for example. That guy hasn't finished outside the top 12 on the PGA Tour since October. And it's just like, okay, fine. And hasn't only made one win. putt. It's remarkable. Has it, has it made a play? Like the 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 number crunching of the ball striking for this guy, and just how far down the uh, graphical spectrum he is as compared to everyone else, like is totally and utterly absurd. Uh, and yet the guy, you know, puts like I do. It's uh, it's it's crazy. I got. I'm going to ask this a lot this week when we're teeing up the open, but like. 
Do you are you a Lynx golfer? Do you like Lynx golf? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I've I've only played I've played in Northern Ireland twice before. So I I've been there and and kind of done that. I haven't really expanded my golfing horizons, but I do think that the creativity and the uniqueness and the fun factor is is unlike kind of anything else that we obviously get over here. So because it is that exciting i'm yeah yeah i'm all in on on links golf for sure what yeah. you you a links golf no i i hate it i hate links golf yeah. I, I wouldn't do. I wouldn't want to play Lynx golf every day for no. the rest of my life but if you told me i'm going on a buddy's trip I definitely want one of them to be a Lynxy style course. Like I'm there with you. It's just a completely different game. The types of shots you try and like, mm. we don't have this over here, but every week when these guys go over to Scotland and you see them, you know, hitting bump and runs off of walls back onto greens, it's just a, a, a thing in the game. We don't get, so I wouldn't, like, I wouldn't want it all the time, but I'm very much here for it. Yeah. Qu- quickly. Like you think about Rory's like that iconic two iron that he hit yesterday from two Oh six into the breeze flighted, curving to 15 feet, whatever it is like that, like that's sick. We don't get that here, but we get that every once in a while when they go play links golf and, and they kind of have this uh, great Britain swing, whatever you want to call it. And, and yeah, that's really, really cool. I will say, and I will admit that yes, the getting the bad bumps, getting the bad breaks, like thinking that you hit a good shot and then only to have it end up being really, really bad would kind of get annoying <laughs> after a while if you did it every time but uh yeah it's uh it's obviously super fun to do in a in, in a handful of ways for sure well i think you know i i played cabot links this summer not a big deal i played cabot links this summer <laughs> yeah, and it was it was deal. like yeah. it was like 60 kilometer winds it was raining sideways for half of it and i started out by hitting like an eight iron from 150 and by the end of the day i was like i think i'm gonna hit my five wood here <laughs> it's like it's, it's a completely different sport like i don't i don't I like playing my parkland style golf courses. I think, uh, you know, I like a good city course. I like a big, like, I, I just, I don't know. There's something about it. It doesn't play well on TV to me either, Adam. Like, I know this is sacrilegious, but every time I watch, like, like last year, I'm watching the 150th Open at, at St. Andrews. And I'm like, they're like, oh, the majesty of this hole. And I'm like, just kind of looks like flat with a lot of sand traps and some burnt out grass. It's like the one thing. It's like, oh, the hotel. Yeah, I know hotel. I just, it doesn't play for me. I don't, it doesn't translate to TV for he me. He is not pulling a Yasser. This is not going to get him the R&M membership, I don't think. No, R- oh my gosh. He's not going to be joining the honorable company of Edinburgh golfers anytime soon. <laughs> no, absolutely um, not. But I w- I, Sam, I will following up on your point. The there's always this conversation about the the Open Championship rota of golf courses, but like to be frank, amongst friends here, I think the road hole is like the only identifiable yes. yeah. hole out of the six or seven rota golf courses that I could like pick out. If you gave me 18 holes, Google images of just like random selection of open rota golf course holes and one of them was not the uh, road hole, I would probably go 0 for 18. Yeah. I, couldn't, I couldn't name what they were. Agreed. Yeah, I'm trying to think, right? Like, there's the postage stamp at Troon, I guess. I wouldn't have but, known which course. But I know there's a postage stamp. The, I was like, that was the only one I know. Do you know why I know it? Because they have a replica at, what is it, Eagle's Nest? Yeah, uh, yeah. One of the one of the par threes <laughs> yeah, up there, yeah. yeah. So <laughs> I wouldn't say. Yeah, exactly. Uh, okay, so Rory, not only is he coming off a win, 
but he was the guy who won the major here last time. Also, just as an aside, I just pulled that up to look at it. Uh, the winner this week is going to get $3.6 million. Rory mm. didn't even get a million when he won in 2014. So, uh, yes, the tide is oh certainly... Yeah, ju- I mean, he wasn't exactly crying poverty. It was uh, literally twenty five grand under a million bucks. But still, uh, nuts to see that the prize has basically got up three times, uh, nearly four. Does it mean anything? Does it just add more pressure? The fact that Rory was the last guy to win here the last time we saw a men's major in 2014, do you think it changes anything one way or another for him? Or it's just we're back to another major and it's back to Rory being Rory. And I I think it's it's a bit of both. Like that's such a cop-out answer. But I mean, like Rory just kind of keeps showing that no matter what golf course it is, no matter what stage he's on, no matter what part of his season we find ourselves in like he's just he has all the tools to compete and contend and win majors so i think that that's why as fans of the game as fans of rory as just people who want to see greatness it's like so much more frustrating when he hasn't won a major in almost a decade because you just think like law of averages it's kind of like it's kind of like the maple leafs finally winning a first round series you know it's like they keep putting themselves in there and they finally did it and it's almost because it's just like by pure numbers, eventually you got to do it. So I do think that like with Rory and majors, it's a little bit of the same thing. Now there are, you know, 155 guys he has to beat versus, you know, the Leafs just having to beat one team to get be out of the first round. But it, the point still stands. Like the guy is so good and has been so good for so long. And the signs are all pointing to him having a chance to win again, that you break down the numbers, you kind of find the law of averages and you think, yeah, he should be able to win one of these things uh, sometime soon. Now his competition hasn't gotten any, uh, any lighter. Uh, we talked about Scheffler already. John Rahm's got four wins, including a major already. You've got uh, Cam Smith coming in uh, as the defending champion uh, off a bit of a live heater. Uh, Brooks obviously is a, is a major champ as well. Uh, Bryson's been playing really good golf um, so far this year. Uh, you go up down the list, whether you want to look at the live guys or you want to look at the top 10 guys in the world. Uh, and then you've got guys like Bob McIntyre who kind of came out of nowhere, but still has all the tools to win in, in Europe. And you just think like, yeah, okay, Rory could do it, but here's my dozen other guys that could probably do it as well. I have to ask you about a guy who is not a professional golfer, but did some things yesterday. Steph Curry, uh, I I have to be honest, like, I'm not being like, ah, this is amazing. It just makes me sour. To be honest, like, I'm just like I, I got so, so mad when I saw him running around and I don't even have oh, this take. It's like, enjoy your hole in one. But for him specifically, I'm like, oh, you have to make it all about you making a <laughs> hole in one. How dare you make that about yourself? I'm the exact same. McKee. Well, I was not even about the celebration. Oh, it's just okay. the fact that he's so okay. good. The fact that he's so good. It upset. It's like, man, like, do you have to be this good? He hit an yes. eagle for the win. He did. Like, yes. it's like, yeah. Walk off eagle. It's just, it's just unfair, Adam. Like, so some guys can have it all. Like, just yeah. <laughs> be good at basketball. Why do you have to be that good at golf? He is so good. I was watching the highlights of him. He almost jarred one from the fairway earlier in the, that round too. Like, why is he so good? Are you not get in the gym? Yeah, Steph, it, stop playing golf, man. <laughs> it is. It is pretty mind-boggling that the, a well. 
a professional athlete being good at golf is is not all that shocking, but a professional athlete being as good, that good. at golf in in season, I think that's the thing, right? Like we look at uh, Marty Fish who played tennis at, at a super high level. We look at um, you know Tom Glavin and Greg Maddox and uh, John Smoltz and and all these guys who are are long retired and um, and who are you know just playing golf. And yeah, it makes sense that a professional athlete with a weight transfer like motion would be pretty good at golf if that's all that you're doing but Steph Curry like didn't he just win the MVP like two years ago like didn't the Golden State Warriors like just win the NBA championship yeah like literally last year and yet okay fine like the second that the buzzer drops you're gonna go off and like have your boot camp with Butch Harmon and (laughs) then go on this like crazy heater of golf so yeah it is it is pretty wild uh that he is so good given the fact that he is still like also one of the maybe top five best basketball players on the planet as well. Uh, the cool thing, just to kind of digress from how upset we all are that <laughs> someone can have it all, <laughs> the inspiration that I think Steph Curry will have on on golf from a global stage is actually like incredibly important. Somebody tweeted yesterday, like, is Rory's win bigger for golf or is Steph Curry's <laughs> win bigger for golf, and you think about like, oh my god, uh, like, I'm here for the stake. I love it. Conceptually, Ugh. conceptually, it makes sense that like Rory's win would be bigger for golf, but like, think about what Steph Curry is actually doing to like grow the game with his foundation and with his like inspiration for um for just all golfers from all walks of life and and just what he's doing um with with the inner city kids and with all these people that maybe not have ever had access to golf so then like see him play as good as he did and have a hole in one and win in the manner in which he did like i bet you his highlight is probably leading you know the espn and leading all the sports shows on the golf segment 100% and rory's may not 100%. So you think that's correct. I don't think that Steph Curry's win is more inspirational than Rory's, but I do think that like it holds a little bit more water okay, for so the game of golf globally. I've had this long had this idea, and I don't know if it, it would work. Can't really work because different t- sports have different off seasons. But my idea is that each sport sends their best. Maybe there's a tournament where it's well, like where you like come together. And you have to have like a, the 16 best golfers in the NHL play a tournament to be the best NHLer. The 16 best golfers in the NBA come together to play. And then they have to play each, against each other to determine who's the best golfer from the best sport. So you have the NFL guys, you have the NBA guys, you have the MLB guys, the NHL guys. And you do like a tournament amongst sports is my dream outcome. Because I think it's so fascinating to know which sport has the best players. You're immediately going to say hockey because the offseason is so natural. But there's Steph Curry <laughs> in there. The NFL, is, it's the offseason is good too. Is, Mahomes, Mahomes and McKelsey so are nasty. I, yeah. I just think that would be such a fascinating thing to see who's the best golfer inside all sports. But baseball throws a, a wrench into it because it's tough to yeah. you know, be like, hey, I'm going to go play. No, it's wow. just guys. It's just we just have it be starting pitchers. They got lots of off days. Yeah, yeah, exactly. work, honestly. Or during the all-star, all-star break. Okay, yeah, we, now we we're talking. Now, now yeah. we're talking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what? No more home run derby. Just a skins game. We all love the match so much. Yeah, exactly. Here's 18 holes in the in the city in which the All Star game is is, uh, is is being played. But I do like that, and I think that kind of just like transcends people who are sports fans. We are so fascinated at seeing, you know, it's why everyone's so obsessed with Dustin Johnson dunking a basketball. It's because it's like, whoa, the cross sport thing is sick. You're not supposed to do that. Yes. So yeah. We need a yeah. two-sport athlete. We do. We do. Uh, we got one. DJ and Gary Woodland, uh, former Hoops player as <laughs> yeah. well. Just ask him. Uh, Stanley, thank you so much for jumping on. You saved our bacon. Danielle threw out the bat signal, and you answered. Thanks, Thanks so much, man. 
No worries. I was up. I was talking to Nick Taylor this morning on the phone already. Oh, from, uh, shocker. From the, from the UK. So Would we're you like me to pick up that name you that. dropped, Mr. Stanley? Yeah, well, I, I dropped it at the beginning, and I've dropped it here at the end just for uh, Great two hits in the morning. Very yes, well exactly. done. Love you, bud. Right, nice. There have you go. Uh, back to dadding. Uh, Adam Stanley, love, love, love getting him on there. I have been. I love that, man. I have been. Uh, agreed. Just want to uh, want to say I co-sign that always. I have I have pitched this idea, not like formally, but mm. two bosses walking around Sportsnet of why on earth. Does the NHLPA not have a telefi- a televised golf special like With it NHL? It doesn't need to be live. Like why? Like why does it have to be live? You couldn't package together a two-hour tournament video. Like they do it today. Well, and I mean, by Wednesday, a million. Just get the producers a good good, or get the producers of all those things yeah. together. It'd be easy to do. And you'd be like, you think these NHL guys wouldn't want to go play at a sick course well, and show so up? The problem with it is, is, and it's not a problem. It just goes other way. It's like they want to be able to be them, and it's a little hard to have guys, as we've seen with All Star Break stuff. It's like be loose, but not not too loose. Don't act yeah. like you're around your friends. Uh, and that's why, like, you know, the sandbagger stuff, Barstool does yeah, yeah. and all that kind of yeah. takes off the, the way it does. But yeah, I've long wanted an NHLPA golf tournament. The idea of Clayton Keller, because he is the guy who has to be the best. Yeah, I'm I mean, sure he there plays are. In Arizona, exactly. Yeah. He plays for a terrible team. Uh, he's a good player. Uh, he plays he, with Rom a lot, eh? Apparently. Yeah. I uh, know. Well, I just, there's the famous clip of him and Dowdy negotiating strokes uh, at a face off, uh, Keller and, and Dowdy. Yeah, I love that. He's like, oh, what do you, oh, you're, pl- oh, no, you got to give me three aside. Yeah, it was great. Uh, <laughs> thoroughly, thoroughly uh, enjoyed that. Love, love uh, getting Stanley on as well. Uh, and yeah, uh, open championship. So what was the tournament Stanley was in? I'm oh, sorry, the Stanley was in that Steph was in? Because so it's just like they do it every lexicon. year. Yeah, they do it every year at Lake Tahoe. Okay. It's a big celebrity tournament. Okay, and it's basically a net. So okay. like Steph Curry didn't win just because he's the best golfer. I think if you just had a stroke play tournament with no handicaps mm-hmm. involved, you'd probably win that too. But my understanding is he won like the net competition. Mm-hmm. So even somebody in there who's a, you know, a 15 or whatever, the won the whole thing. Okay. Uh, so Travis Kelsey won the long drive. Oh, this doesn't surprise me. He was playing, I think, with Joe Pavelski. Nice. So if we get our producer on the horn there, maybe dig up Joel Pavelski at some point this week and uh, talk to him about Because he was there when he made the whole yep. one. Oh. That's who he was playing with when he made the That's whole awesome. one with Joel Pavelski, I think. Yeah, so I did have, I will admit, I did the second I saw that. And Steph Curry just, he's a confusing one for me because I've gone back and forth. Like, I was in college watching March Madness with my college house when mm-hmm. he was doing Steph Curry things at Davidson. Mm-hmm. There's never been a guy I've loved more. Mm-hmm. Then he comes into the league, and then all of a sudden, it's just him and LeBron, and you you know yeah. you know me and my yeah. LeBron. Yeah, the corn king. Yeah, exactly. he is. I'm not even knocking it. Thankful and, for, for you, I'm not retired. Shut up. Jeez. Thankful good for God. me. That oh was, that was just God. for me. I know. Oh, it's, it's so tough. embarrassing. It's tough. I'm not going to oh defend it. Oh, my God. Always loved watching him beat Steph Curry the few yeah. times it would happen. And now, but now it's like I had a bit of a go back around beat the other way on year. stuff. I know. And then now I'm back to kind of, you stand over there. I don't need you so, so much shimmy shaking in well, my life. I hated him like every member of the Warriors yes. during the Durant time. Right. The fact that it's they all let, Kevin Durant's the, fault. The but. fact that they let that, well, no, they wanted it to happen. Yeah. It was not going to happen when they don't co-sign. Of course. I don't. I hated them during that stretch. There's no team I cheered against more because I just thought they just completely sullied the yep. the the balance of the yep. league. Like it wasn't even fair. Those totally. two, they ruined basketball for two years. Agreed. And I get, and I give. 
Kevin Durant exactly zero credit, which is crazy. Yeah. Because he outdueled LeBron in two finals. Yep. Like he was way better. Best no question. And I give him zero Does credit for matter. those. It's yeah. so crazy. And I. Well, that's because you're a bad guy. Because you lo- cheered when he, he ruptured his Achilles. Yeah. I Guess what? Guess me, what? Me Go the, Raps. Me and the rest of the people at the bar yeah. was that yeah. erupted yeah. like we won the championship. Because yeah. guess what? They did. Because we did. Yeah. yeah. And then. Um, after, like, I really, really enjoyed last year's run. Yep. I rooted for them all the way through. Mm-hmm. When they beat the Celtics, when that, that whole run, I really loved them. And this year, you know, I was I, I always root for LeBron because you root for greatness and you want the guy to get another one. But off the court, he's not my favorite guy. But <laughs> it's just so corny. Trust me. Yeah, nuts. he is. But I think Steph Curry's had a fascinating career. The golf stuff to me, I like this one because it's playing against celebs. Yeah. And it's... But when he went to like the corn fairy thing, yeah, you didn't like that. I was like, "What are you doing, dude? These guys are grinding yeah. for their card." I you make thirty five million dollars a year. Just play at your home course, pal. I've Just gone. Play home I've gone back and forth on that one. I mostly side with you of whatever the game gets from mm-hmm. Steph Curry. It mm-hmm. is not worth what that one guy loses because he's grinding for his card and can't Still, get in. It's just, it's the, it's the totally, I mean, I and mean, there's tons of people that would be on this yes. other side of this. Yeah. But for me, like the perception I'm of not, it, I'm not, you're taking, you're trying to yeah. take like 10 K out no, of these guys pockets. Exactly. Like, give me a break now. I mean, the did, he thing, come, did he come dead last? Uh, I don't know that he came dead last. He, came, he was close. It was not last. good. It no. was not good. Guess what? Professional golf's hard. Our, We've seen this before with Tony Romo, right? We we know how this movie goes. The one thing about Steph that will always hammer home, and I'm sure you've seen this before, his bona fides as a golf guy is in the NBA Finals. Him walking into Dick's or whatever store it is in the states, mm. getting his clubs regripped, like just walking in full set of irons, full bag, but no bag because that's how it works. When yeah. you drop it off, don't yeah. bring your bag in yeah. here. Plop the irons down. Uh, the only way I guess it could be more of a golf guy is if he did it himself. Yeah. The idea of him just having a little spot in the Warriors <laughs> training room to do his grips. Uh, I would, I would like to see that. Uh, so yeah, I also uh, gonna save it for a late, little later on in this mm-hmm. hour. I did have a guy who I had a moment that sucked me in. I didn't get sucked in by Phil or oh, any of these other ones, okay. but there was one that, that shocked me. Should, uh, should we chew on something? We will. That's exactly what I was getting ready to do. Uh, it is now time for something to chew on. Brought to you by Great Canadian Meats. Yum, yum, yum. Uh, I put Juneau here. Do you have something no, else I you like would like Juneau. to okay. talk about? It. Tanner Juneau. Uh, apparently this one fits under the cap. Uh, everything that I was told was that they had no money left. And as, out- as a team, that, as, as a man whose team is $8 million over the cap at this moment, I will not no comments. say bad words. Okay. Uh, so Tanner, you know, two times 2.65. Uh, we know a couple things about him. He is strong as an ox. Mm-hmm. He's a big boy from Estevan, Saskatchewan. And we know that he had four points in 23 games, including the playoffs since the trade. Uh, good contract. Good contract. Yep, no problems with it. Tough. He can, he, he can, ref, if he can refine a bit of his scoring touch, he's never, he's never doing what he did that one year. Yeah. So he had 24 goals yeah, in the first full season. Uh, if you add the lightning time to the Predators time, he had six last year. If that is a, if he's in the middle, I think you really like that contract. It's not going to kill you. No. He's a guy who can give you other things. Oh, yeah. But as we've seen with the Leafs, when you pay a guy, when you're a team that kind of structures things this way, and every decent team in the NHL is structured this way now, 
that's the first guy you point to when the big boys dry up are going, ah, need a little more. Mm-hmm. You do need a little more from you. Now, yeah. again, I'm not poo-pooing the deal. I know a lot. You and I were both, when they traded the whole world for him at the deadline, you oh, and I were terrified. Oh, that he was going to be good. Yeah, I, w- I would not do Luke that. Luke Shen broke him. Yeah, Luke Shen did break him. Luke and, Shen uh, beat the brakes off of him, and he was never the same You want to give me a little LT in person? I've never did, seen it. Uh, Luke Troops? Luke Troops in <laughs> but person. But didn't he, didn't... Yeah, like he missed yeah. a couple games. He was scratched right after, after that. Yep. Yeah, like it was, that was, Tolman, that was a turning point in the whole series. Don't sit in the truck. He sat him down and that, that was too big Saskatchewan sports. Just chucking. <laughs> that looked like an I AJHL would, fight. I would just, like, I would like a statue of that fight just in a, not in either of their NFT hometowns. Of I would, I would, yeah, are we are doing NFTs that? I feel, I feel like, let me tell you, I feel like we could get a sick deal on some NFTs oh, yeah. that were once uh, quite, quite pricey. I would take an NFT of that fight or even a fungible token. Uh, one in real life of just those two farm boys chucking them. Um, but yeah, I don't think that's going to hurt them. No. I think he is a valuable guy for them in terms of just having Run a around, tough guy. big body. Yeah, he can score. You put him in a, you can play in a third line role, maybe play up the lineup a little bit. Um, and my biggest takeaway is I cannot wait for the Ryan Reeves Tanner Geno fight. Yeah, because it's be going to be really good. Going to be fun. Yep. Uh, will he do better than Luke Shen? Hard to uh, hard to do better. I mean, I don't know. In that fight, I've watched that fight so many times yeah. that I have like a detailed breakdown of it. It's great. But there's no man outside of Tanner Janot that's surviving the first left that Luke Shen oh, lands. Oh, he dummies it. it. Like he comes out from, like, he comes out of the grip yeah. and just right Clean. on the button. And I was like, oh, that's it. Well, oh no, they're going to chuck seven more bombs each. It is so, f- and like people know Shen, it's not a thing, but remembering a guy back on your team I watched one Luke Shen fight, and then every fight afterwards, I'm just sitting there going, oh, I hope this guy doesn't know he's lefty. Oh, yeah, That's it's all true. you want. Yeah. You just want him to get that left loose yeah. and start and chucking. And he did. Yeah. And he did. Uh, the reeves Jano fight, going to be awesome. Uh, Ryan Reeves may be the most polarizing Leaf uh, in the world coming up because there are going to be six, seven nights a year where you go, yes. Give him $10 million. Not not enough. Uh, but the other ones are uh, going to be a little touch and go. Uh, we got some winners and losers to give you from the weekend. Going to conjure up some. And for all you on the text line, it involves more golf. So you're going to be fired up. But it also involves the Blue Jays. So you should be. Uh, we got an hour and a half left. Jeff Blair going to join us. Big 8 o'clock hour. Uh, Jeff Blair going to join us uh, then. And we'll also talk to Obi Shane O'Brien of the Missing Curfew podcast. He was throwing out the first pitch at the Jays game. Uh, I don't know. We'll ask him how that went. We'll ask him about everything going on in the NHL's offseason and if somebody could literally do anything. Fan Morning Show here, Gunning and McKee on Sportsnet 590 The Fan. Diving deep into Leafs, Raptors, Jays, and NFL. The J.D. Bunkins Podcast. Subscribe and download the show on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Fan Morning Show. Brent Gunning, Sam McKee here. Going to give you some winners and losers. But before that, we were talking a little earlier about about guys who we turned on, guys who we felt we would cheer one way for watching. Now, this is more individual sports that hit so much better for, but I had a team athlete one. This is the guy I, I won't say I hate the most because I, I don't even, like, I just think he's overrated and it causes me to dislike him. And that, that, Gentleman is the guy who wore two for the New York Yankees for a long time. And Derek Jeter was not a, uh, not a big Jeets guy growing up for, for me. Yeah, sorry. How could to, you be? Sorry choking you up there. I know. How could you be? Couldn't stand him. But now part of this was just happenstance. I had the game on. 
because I, you know, he was surrounding 3,000. It's a big moment in baseball. I did kind of want to see it. I had the game on, but I was barbecuing. I didn't care. You know, if I miss it, great. If I see it, great. And I walked right back in just to see, oh, the pitch and whatever it was, whoever was on the call. And it is a bomb to dead center field. And even me in my cold, blackened heart with hatred for the New York Yankees, I went, ah, God, it's an awesome moment for the captain. Even I turned watching that one. So that is the only one I can think of that jumps at the uh, the very top of my head. I was happy for Jeets when he got hit 3,000. Mm. But even then, I wasn't like, go Yankees, go Jeter. I was more happy, go Brent, that I saw the moment. So even then, I'm realizing it wasn't. And so you were uh, just happy for yourself. I was really just happy for myself. Okay. But Derek Jeter was allowed to be a part of it, which is more than I would have ever said at any other point in my life. And another one. I don't know that it quite fits, but I definitely changed how I felt watching it and then felt dirty afterwards for how I felt early on. Uh, the Hideki Masters. Mm. Definitely was just ch- cheering for him to choke like a dog, bring somebody back into it. He almost did. He almost did. But Xander went in the water on 16. And he choked like a dog. Uh, and I then, didn't even know there was water on 16. <laughs> and then and then the, and then then the we get the all-time shot of his caddy bowing and we got the all-time master champion dinner of the incredible uh oh, yeah. sushi that he served oh, yeah. up this year so yeah those are the two that uh that jumped out for me if you got any of your own uh guys you've completely done a flip on somebody you just changed while watching uh 590 590 winners and losers from the weekend i have a few of each uh okay. would you like me to begin yeah go ahead the winners and losers for this weekend biggest winner guys who did not step on the field and it's Atkins and Shapiro. I kind of laid this out at the beginning. The idea that the series started potentially with Gabriel Moreno hitting a go-ahead game-winning homer in the seventh inning. Lord Escurriel Jr. just ripping seeds all across the diamond. Tremendous defensive plays. And Dalton Varsho having a weekend, you know, as he typically does. It was all right there, narrative-wise, for those two to be eating it front and center. But... Team took care of business, sweep away the weekend. They're in a great spot. Who cares what those guys on the Diamondbacks did because your guys took care of business. So maybe it's more not losers than true winners, but my number one winner from the weekend, Atkins and Shapiro. That's a good one. You like that? I it's do. A zag. It's, it's, it's not, I wouldn't say it's, it's a, not a zag. It's outside the box. Okay. It's outside the box. It's not your traditional winner and loser. I will say for my first winner, Yep. going back to the well here, tennis fans. Mm. Tennis fans really had a moment this weekend. It was, you My know, the Wimbledon, Jack, who's fired up. The Wimbledon final is always a big moment, it but it felt like this was a real passing of the torch moment for Alcaraz to beat um, Joker mm. in Wimbledon, where he'd won, has he won five in a row before this? Five or six in a row. He wins every single year. That I can confirm. Um, to have the young, hot prospect who's, you know, ripping it up, number one player in the world yep. at 20, for him to actually go down there and stare. And he's barely played. Like they were talking about it during the broadcast. Like he's barely played on grass. Yeah. It's like, oh, he won at Queens, which I found out was a thing. It's yeah, a big Dur- thing. Even Dur- I know that. Oh, during I was like, yeah. oh, Queens. What's Queens? And I Google. It's like another. Yeah. It's like it's a the Scottish Open of grass. Yeah, yeah. basically. So, uh, big winner this weekend. 
is tennis fans. Your sport was in the crosshairs of all sports fans. People were watching. The non-tennis people on my Twitter, I didn't I didn't send one tennis tweet because no. no one cares about no. my tennis thoughts. I'm good but on, the non, I don't even really want them now. But the non-tennis people in my Twitter, <laughs> yeah. I was getting texts okay. like in the group chat. Boys wow. were talking tennis. Like It was a big weekend hey. for tennis fans. So uh, congrats to you guys. I we mean, cared about your sport for four hours. I know part of it is free money, but even I had a little action on, uh, on the Wimbledon final oh, yeah. there of just give me free money because each of these guys are going to win. When, when um, I did look, yep. when Joker was, I think he was down a break yep. in the in the fourth set. I looked at it and it was four to one. Wow! And I was like, you thought? I thought about a little. If I had a little bit of cash in my account, I have to take. I haven't gambled since Leafs playoffs, basically. So I I, I took out all my cash. Mm. So I, I didn't have any in the account. But if I had even a little bit, you I would've, probably would have put four to one. And then, and then by the end of by the end of that, it was he was a favorite going yeah. into the fourth set, into the fifth set. So. There you go. Uh, in terms of the one last question for you, uh, mm-hmm. resident tennis expert. Oh, yes, thanks. Does he need a guy? Like Djokovic, I'm not going to, and I know you're not going to either, but Djokovic is around for a while, mm-hmm. but you know, I don't think he's going to be around for a decade here. Does he need a foil or is it good enough if he becomes, and I know these are the loftiest praise I can heap on him, the Tiger Woods of tennis where he just beats the wheels off these guys and there's no challenger. Well, like, is that good? Would that be compelling to you or does he need a rival? There's an, well, there's a few young guys coming up. There's a guy, okay. some Casper guy, I think. Casper Rude. Yeah, yeah. I've he, heard of, he's a good player. Apparently. I like to call him a rude boy. Tell him he's pretty good. I think Felix, if, uh, okay, I, wrong. I will, I will not be getting excited about this until well, tell somebody no, tells I me I actually ha- need to. I think he has a good record head to head against Alcaraz. Oh, like oh. I think he didn't he beat him in the the former Davis Cup. Like he's had some moments against yeah, hold him. On, hold on, it's not called the Davis Cup anymore. I don't know. I'm looking behind the glass. When you guys know what it's called, did nobody pay attention to us? They're they're deep Daniela, in a junior Daniela, hockey conversation. You know, Daniela, you know everything about every sport. What's the name of the Davis Cup now? I feel like I it changed. It, no, I think it's still the Davis okay. Cup. But he beat him at the Davis Cup. Okay. I'm pretty sure, right? Is that the international one? Yes, that okay, is yeah, in yeah. fact the Anyways, international one. I love tennis because I don't know enough. Okay. Continue. You're West winner. All right, my next winner. Sticking with the Blue Jays, mm. another unconventional one. Oh boy, Alec Manoa. The more these starters perform well. Mm-hmm. the more the pressure is off him to be a part of the rotation. Mm-hmm. And again, Gosman didn't start this weekend. That can have a big, big change one way or another. Mm-hmm. But so long as Bassett keeps giving you what he's giving you, Barrios keeps giving you what he's giving you, you do not need Alec Manoa to come in here and save the rotation. And as much as he is probably telling himself, I need to come in and be the ace because that's how he's wired and all of that, it is absolutely set up the best possible for this team if he doesn't need to be that guy. And the fact that those two guys go out and do what they do this weekend, even Kikuchi, not a terrible outing from him by any means, it allows you to just take the pressure off. And if Manoa can just slowly build to be part of it, much better set up than if he needs to come back and save everything like it felt like he was going to have to at one point in time. Okay, I like that. I think it is not very a ton of pressure on him right now. Mm-hmm. because Got to like keep said, it that way. Yeah, I I don't I'm I'm different about this okay. than you are. Like I I just kind of feel confident in him. Okay, I, maybe I'm. Not... I don't feel unconfident in him. I would just like it to be as smooth sailing as possible. That's why I keep going back to the pressure thing. But yeah, I I, I you know pressure. What's the saying? Pressure is something they put in pressure. tires. Oh yeah, remember that? When oh, he said yeah. that before the wild oh, card yeah. game. And he got lit up. How would that go? Yeah, maybe. He's actually good after that first yeah, inning, just but don't the, give that quote. Yeah. he wasn't good. That just wasn't good. That, nope. that happened to him. But no, I. I, I don't, I'm weirdly 
confident just confident. and all, and I'm like not too worried. And guess what? If he's bad, he's bad. Yep. And he's just and then he's you got not, Ryu, and, and he's not going to be. I, I feel like he's going to have a short leash. We talked about this last yeah, week, but I, I feel like too. he's going to have a short leash. Leash one or two bad ones again, and he might be gone for a while. Yep, Kevin Kevin Gosman will have uh, something to say about this whenever we get an update on on him. You got any other uh, winners for me? Oh, do, do we have to do? Can we go back and forth? Sure. Uh, loser. Okay. Hopkins. Hmm. Why did DeAndre Hopkins sign with the Titans? It is the uh, most money, I guess. I. I do, I do like money. Uh, as Fan, does he. Uh, fantasy football owners everywhere uh, cringed Whining. at this. It's just like, I mean, his quarterback is still Ryan Tannehill, correct? They had the rookie they liked in there, Will Levis. Yeah. Will Levis, they just drafted, yeah. but like to and Malik me, Malik Wills. Yeah. I guess, I guess you're going there with the kind of. It's crazy to say this, but the Titans are almost like a. Not pedigree is the wrong word, but no, like, they are. They're just the the t- coaching there. It's really solid. They always Vrabel seem to be, always they, get you in they contention. They seem to be contending or whatever. Maybe Got he's going to horse and Henry go be the number one option or whatever there. But to me, it's just a weird. It's a weird place to sign for a guy that's. I wouldn't say he's done, like getting close to done, but he's yeah. definitely bat- past his prime for sure. And it just seems like he he struck me as a type of guy that would be going to play for a real, real contender. And I'm just surprised to see him go sign there. Like Tannehill's not a great QB. They got a, the Will Levis is their backup kid. They just drafted. I'm, I'm not a huge fan of him signing there. Yeah. I don't, I don't see the obvious fit for him other than, like you said, it's probably the most guaranteed money. I know the Patriots were kicking tires. The bills were kicking a lot of tires. I think part of it is that you want to be, if you're him, the lead option as a receiver, you know, you come to Buffalo. That was obviously another team that was really, really hot after him. Stephon Diggs is complaining all the time about not getting the ball. And I actually not bothered by well, that. Hopkins I know. is far and away the number one option in exactly. now. So I guess that's just tells that, you. That's it. Yeah. New England was after him. He would have been a number one option there mm-hmm. as well. And, uh, you know, I'm not going to tell you feel much better about it. But Mac Jones has at least proved to be a semi-competent quarterback. But I, th- in- I think I think Tannehill is probably a better QB than like a more proven well, QB just than the, Matt Jones. It's it's the Titans' offense. I don't even look at it as who the quarterback is. It's just they they run, they run, they run, they run, and then you are going to inevitably face softer coverage because of how many guys you have to jam in the box because of Henry. So yeah. I, I I can see it from that perspective, but. Again, I don't see the long-term roadmap here, but uh, good for him that he gets back. Obviously, he was with a pretty talented guy in, in Kyler and never really, you know, I won't say never clicked, but didn't have the uh, success they wanted as a team there. Uh, I'm going to give you a winner. Okay. I got another loser for you after. Okay. I went negative. You went negative. Yeah. Well, this is a winner and a loser. Okay. Uh, winner, me and all my Rory stands, we watched Rory win. We just talked about it with Adam Stanley. Loser, me and all my Rory stands, we couldn't watch Rory win. Uh, oh, yeah. golf fans everywhere. We do, we do this all the time. Normally it's because a, a college basketball game has to finish up. I don't know why they I can't feel like just they've gotten better. They have the window. They, they've gotten a lot better. They have. But that is the long, that was the gripe forever. It was. And yesterday was the coverage gap. What was it called? It was a coverage gap. Oh my yeah. God. They go, we now are going to stop showing golf for, <laughs> even though it's 15 Dan, minutes to Dan, three o'clock. Danielle is just so sour. He's like, we need to see Eastern Kentucky. St. John for- must foul. They <laughs> foul. have to shoot they're down 12 keep fouling guys keep fouling, boys you're gonna get it play tight d come on but rory mcelroy we just talked about it one of the finish for the ages uh i'm sure you've seen the clip floating around on social if you haven't go find it this slingy two iron he throws mm-hmm. in there puts it to 10 feet makes the putt awesome moment for him only available 
to be watched on an app. It's absurd. It's absurd. I, the year is 2023. Brooke? I would like Correct? to watch it on my television. Yes. That's what I would like to do. I even tried to put said app on oh, my smart television. No, it never works. It's it never, never works, Honestly, right. other it's than always, Sportsnet. It's other, always granulated. Yeah, yeah. Or it's never right. No, you definitely don't want that. No. So winners, everybody who got to experience in whatever way mm-hmm. you experienced it, mm-hmm. that incredible finish for Rory McIlroy. Losers, everybody who experienced it by not rotting in their butt groove on their yes. couch getting to watch it. A pain. We yep. got to fix it. We got to. Um, uh, my next loser is a golf as well. Mm. I would like you to. I would like to read you Scotty Scheffler's tee to green rankings in his last eleven events that he has one victory in. Please, Bay Hill second, players first. He won players, right? Who didn't? I can't remember no, which one of these. No, I don't think he did win the players. Masters second, Heritage fifth, Byron Nelson second, PGA first, Colonial first, U.S. Open third, Travelers second, Scottish Open second. That's the tee to green rankings for okay. Scotty Scheffler, and he has one win. <laughs> That's Gotta insane. hit a putt. You have to hit one putt. I. Can't, it's hard to say. He did win the yeah, players this year. A, Sorry. A guy that is won so much money and is in top five and top tens in every. Yep. He should have five wins. He should have four wins. Like yep. it's if he had like this is Tiger esque. It is. This is absurd. How good his putting? How good his tee to green is? How bad his putting is? It is crazy. So. A man who is very rich and in the top five of every PGA Tour event is a loser. That's a loser. Yep. Uh, I'm going to go back to the game of golf for my winners, and it is exactly that, the game of golf. We just went over it with Stanley. It's in an awesome place. We say this heading into every single major. Steph Curry. No. No. The- no. Okay. Pulling back the curtain, our studio is on the second floor uh, overlooking I, I suppose design-wise, it would technically be called a courtyard, but really it's just the, the entrance to our building. Mm-hmm. I wondered what would happen if I would have hurled myself just through the <laughs> studio glass. Uh, You'd survive. I would survive. I would actually, I think the glass would do way more damage uh, than the fall would there. I contemplated it when uh, when I heard, was Steph Curry's win bigger for the game of golf? I. Uh, it's actually he's hard, not, it's no, hard to disagree. He's not wrong. Yes. I just... Hate it. Uh, so yes, that was my uh, that was my other winner there. Uh, I I just realized the only loser I had from oh one more one more loser. Uh, hockey fans everywhere. I need a nibble. Oh my god! I need it. I need something. Give me a hook. I know we got a Geno signing. We knew that was going to happen. Mm. Give me. I now I should be careful what I wish for because I believe the second guy up for arbitration is uh, Leafs goaltender Ilya Samsonov. So not him. That's happening soon, isn't yeah, it? Uh, yeah, four days. Oh, my God. Why I not would, today? I would take, oh, this this arbitration hearing got really testy between team and player, and they reached a deal, and who cares? I would even just take that. I need some scintilla of news. It is the Sahara Desert out there well, as far as hockey news is concerned. I mean, we're on again next week, but we're 12 to 3 yeah. next week, right? So can we get something for this week? Like, can we get, like, Wednesday, oh, Nylander report can we get a Matthews report? I, like, it I is, would very much like a report. It is so incredibly quiet. And Eerie. Like, usually, I think you could read this one of two ways. Either they're somewhat close on I, something. I love the Kipper theory because I want it to be true that the Matthews deal's done and they're just waiting to grind Nylander to dust until they announce it. He also said the like, exact opposite. He's like, yeah. their other theory is that they're way off. I'm like, oh my God, Kipper. <laughs> oh, come on. Which, Give us the good one. Which is it? So I, yeah, I'm... I'm like you. I would die for any piece of hockey news. Mm-hmm. I'd love to talk hockey in July, but 
It's always kind of like this. It is. No. It, and There's a flurry of news for the was. first two weeks. There's a reason real Kipper and Bourne is off the air. There is. It would be a little dry right now. Yeah, and the the thing with the Matthews news is that this is the great unknown, right? We have to get familiar with this uncomfortable feeling, and I don't know that I'd feel much differently about it if, and this isn't a Kyle Dubas thing, but it's just the change that happened. I I am giving Treliving more of a grace period mm-hmm. to have no news come out because he effectively started from ground zero in terms of where they were building that relationship. Now, obviously, Shanahan would have understood the parameters that were being discussed. I don't think it was some big sea change, but I actually do feel a little bit better about it because Treliving kind of started fresh late, yep. late in the game in the offseason. Uh, but yeah, I would very, very much like some awesome Matthews. I have news. a quick bonus winner because I was too negative before. Whitney Airfield. To hit whip? Just a winner. Right now, he is red hot. I've always liked this guy. I really like the trade when they made it for him. He's a guy that came in here as kind of a, they were like, oh, he's going to be a spare part guy where he's going to be, you know, he was an off the bench guy. False. And then I think his play for the start of his Blue Jays tenure where he wasn't playing every day kind of reflected that he was not used to this kind of role. Exactly. But you get him in the lineup, this man hits. Mm-hmm. And over the weekend, he was excellent. He had a, I know, one play in left field where he bonked it off his glove, made yep. a good attempt at it. It was a hard play. Plays a solid left field. He can play the infield. In his last 27 at-bats, he's got nine hits, nine, uh, sorry, 11 hits, nine runs, four home runs, 10 RBIs, one strikeout in his last 27, 407 average, an 852 slug. He is smoking hot right now, and he's a guy I'd like to see get into the lineup a little bit higher, maybe a guy that you can DH instead of Kirk who can't hit. I, I'm really, really impressed with Kirk, with Whit Merrifield, and I've been, this is basically a victory lap for me because I love the trade, and I've loved him his whole time here. Me and the boys were yelling, oh, he's a ball player, Whit. And he, he did is. the interview after. He's just a ball player. So a uh, big fan of Whit Merrifield. Had an excellent weekend, and he's been a great player for the Jays this year. I have to get out of my – I wasn't even alive then, but my 1984 thinking. Because the second you said D.H. Whit Merrifield, and you're not wrong, I went, Ugh. D.H. Kirk, that's what I'm, That's a power hitter spot. You got to get somebody with some real pop in the bat, but you don't. Six Just, home runs this year. No, I know. I, again, like I'm not. I think that's three more than Kirk. Definitely is. Yeah. I'm not knocking that at all. It's just, it is, I reflexively immediately go, oh, guy's not a corner outfielder or first baseman. What is he doing as my team's D.H.? Think, yeah, and his home run was the definition of a wall scraper yes. on Saturday. It literally hit the top of the fence and went out. Yeah, and he's exactly the kind of guy great teams have is that he is not the he's not the engine of your team, but he's somebody who can carry a team for a and, game or two. He and can he, get put, hot. he puts the ball in play. Yep. He is a fast guy who's good base runner, puts the ball really in play. Really good base runner. Gets the battle like yeah, you know, like I said, just gets it all gets it into the field. I've been impressed with him. So Yep, and you love that he can give you multiple positions. Again, he's not a gold glover at any of them no. necessarily, but you know <laughs> Excellent nickname, Two Hit Wit. Two Hit Wit is, a, is truly an excellent nickname. I don't have one for Jeff Blair. I'm just going to say Jeff Blair is going to join us next. Because if I tried to give him one. There you go. Oh, I was going to say, I bet you Daniela would be reaching for that mic again going, uh, you guys are tap dancing. Blair said he's not coming on. But he is. Because uh, he's not listening right now. I guarantee you that. Uh, Jeff Blair going to join us next. One hour left from the Fan Morning Show with Gunning and McKee on Sportsnet 5 Night of the Fan.